Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. All right, let's get at it. Uh, if you got your Bibles, turn with me to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. Um, there, there's, there's a real derogatory term that... Uh, that if you're kind of outside the working cowboy uh, realm, you, you might not have ever heard, or, or maybe you heard it, you just didn't really know what it was. But you, you never want to be uh, called, if you're in this life and in this culture, you, you never want to be called a gunsel or a wannabe. Okay? Now, now the, the gunsel... It, you know, I, I'm, I'm from the South. I'm from Texas. We, we didn't use the term gunsel down there. Not that we'd never heard it, but we used more the wannabe down there. And so gunsels kind of seemed to be more Northern and Western. And, and in the South, it was, it was wannabe. Um, but wh- what is a gunsel or, or a wannabe? Those two things can be interchangeable. Well, the characteristics of gunsels and wannabes are... They sure enough look the part. I mean, if you put a gunsel and a really good hand side by side and you just look at them, you can't hardly tell the difference. You can't tell the difference because they both really, really look the part. They, a gunsel has all the right gear. He's got all the right horses, all the right ropes, all the right trailers. He's got 14 dogs. He's got 72 tie strings hanging off his saddle. And he's got an Alamar knot over every colt that he's got. Now, I didn't get a single giggle. So an Alamar knot is usually what the buckaroos tie around a finished cow horse, not a 30-day ride colt. But they looked the part. They looked the part. They talked the part. They know all the right terminology. They can school a horse, cuss a dog, flatter the ladies, none of which have the desired effect. They are forever out of position. Standing in gates that need to be gone through, leaving gates unattended that need to be blocked, and they're too far ahead of the driver, way too far behind. They bring every calf by one foot and high hot. That's a gunsel. That's a wannabe. And they always think they're doing it right. They always think that they're doing it right. And, and, I, and, I, and I've seen it happen, man. I've seen it happen. A, a guy go in there, man, you just think, man, this guy must be a top hand. I mean, boy, his horse is all collected up and everything looks good. And he goes in there and first thing he does is grab the biggest calf by one hind leg, high hocked, and just bring it 90 miles an hour to the, fly, to the fire. You don't do that. Man, hurt the calf and other things. You can't tell them anything. I mean, you just... It, a, a gunsel and a, or a wannabe, they, they think that they're doing everything right, man. They won't listen to any advice. They won't listen to another way of doing things. If you get on them about bringing that, man, then, then, you know, he starts complaining about everything. They'll sell up and pout or cuss you and leave you in the middle of the night. I was talking to a friend a long time ago. And uh, as we were sitting there visiting, I asked about a mutual acquaintance. I said, how's old so-and-so doing? You seen him around? He's like, well, you know, uh, he kind of went through some hard times and was looking for a job. So I gave him a job out here on the ranch and 
You know, he told me about all the wild cattle he'd roped and, you know, all the broncs he used to ride and all of this stuff and, and, and how good he was. And, man, he got out here and, gosh, I, I, I really don't know how to say it, but, you know, he, he couldn't catch anything and uh, got lost on the drives and go the wrong way. And, and uh, things got a little tense between us because... He was always out of position and didn't know what to do, couldn't catch anything, couldn't control his horse. And if he if something bad happened, he'd, you know, blame his horse or his rope had a figure eight in it or the calf kicked it or he hit a bush or you know, he's always he was always blaming the weather, his horse or trump or something. You know what I mean? Just always blaming something. And if you tried to, if you tried to, you know, teach him and, and, and help him, he'd sell up and pout, get butt hurt. And he, he said, I really didn't know what to say because what he'd said he'd done in the past, he, he, he wasn't quite doing the same thing when he worked on the ranch. And I said, well, you know, maybe, maybe it was one of those deals that, uh, he wasn't as handy as he remembered himself to be. And my friend said, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. And I said, well, I'm sorry about that. And he said, yeah, one, one morning he was late. We was all waiting on him. Called, didn't answer. Called, didn't answer. We wait there 30, 40 minutes, still doesn't show up. So we start getting worried. So I load my horse back up in the trailer and drive up to his camp and I pull up and he'd Shagged it in the middle of the night. Didn't tell anyone, just left. Folks, that's a gunsel. That's a gunsel. A gunsel is basically someone that their claims and abilities don't line up. A gunsel is someone that can't be told what to do. They don't think they ever make any mistakes. They just, they just go at it full force. But is there a spiritual equivalent to a gunsel or a wannabe? Say, I, I got asked for the 500th time a couple of weeks ago the same question. And, and after answering the same question about 500 times, I decided to publicly answer this question. And, and, and the question has been asked about 500 different times in my decade of, of preaching. And it usually goes something like this. You know, I believe in God and I want to follow him. But I still find myself getting angry, talking about others, having lustful thoughts, spend more time worrying about stuff than praying about stuff, being jealous, focusing more on money instead of God. And quite frankly... I kind of feel like a Christian wannabe because I know what I should do and what I shouldn't do. And, and as a follower of Christ, I, I still find myself doing those things. And I know I'm not the only one that something on that list touched. Now, I wrote that list because I have all of those things. Ever stinking one of them. And not only am I a Christian, but I'm a preacher and I still struggle with those things. So does that make me a Christian wannabe? Because I know what I should do, yet I don't do it. 
I mean, didn't even the apostle Paul say everything I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I know I shouldn't do, I do. Even Paul said, I struggle with this. We know what we should be doing. And just because we continue to struggle with the things, even though we know the right things that we should do, does that make us a Christian gunsel or a Christian wannabe? Doesn't every cowboy miss a loop? Doesn't every cowboy slip a back leg, miss a sort, get out of position, cuss a paint pony? (laughs) Yeah, some of you got social media. Yell at their dog. Doesn't everybody try to look the part? Doesn't everybody maybe stand in the gate when they're not supposed to? The answer is yes. So what's the difference in a cowboy and a gunsel? Or what's the difference in an authentic ride with Christ and a wannabe ride if if we all do the same things? Because we're all guilty of those things. Every single thing I described a gunsel... Somebody somewhere starting with the preacher has been guilty of that. So are we gunsel wannabes or are we authentic Christian cowboys and cowgirls? Well, let's go to scripture and find out. In 1 John chapter 1 verses 5 through 9, John lays this out in a very eloquent to me, one of my favorite passages of scripture. By the way, I've never preached on a passage that's not my favorite. You should know that by now. This is one of my favorite passages right here. First John chapter one, starting in verse five. This is the message that we heard from Jesus and we declare to you. This is what Jesus told us and we're gonna pass it on to you. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. Now, what does that say? What does that say? Gunsels don't ride for God, but for themselves. They don't do things to glorify God, but themselves. They, 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 they don't ride in the light, but spiritual darkness. They want fame and fortune for themselves, not glory and honor for God. Gunsels live in darkness. They, they can't see the mistakes that they make. I mean, if you're, you know, th- think about this. You know, if, if, if you're out in the open, bright sun, shiny day, you can see where you're at. That's, that's riding in the light. But man, if you've got a blindfold on, man, how do you know if you're in position? How do you know if you're too far ahead or too far back? You don't. An authentic hand will ride in the light. They can see the mistakes that they're making, but a gunsel, on the other hand, man, they, 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 they ride in spiritual darkness. It's just about themselves, what people see, it, it, the fame and the fortune and the glory. They want it for themselves, nobody else. You can't tell them what to do. Gunsels live in darkness. They can't see the mistakes they make. They don't learn from the mistakes because they don't think that they're making any. We are not practicing the truth. That's what that means. In verse seven, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin. When you live in the light, you can see the mistakes you make. 
Have you ever noticed that when you became a Christian, you know, used to you did things that, that you shouldn't do, and you did them without even thinking? And you'd, you'd go out and do all sorts of things. Never think twice about them. But then when you started following Christ, man, you, you kind of realize that that's not God's way of doing things. And so it seems like you're bombarded all the time. Like, man, I make mistakes every stinking day. Well, that's the difference in, in, in a hand and a gunsel. A gunsel doesn't know that he's making those mistakes because he don't care about anything like that. But when you're a hand, you start seeing just how many mistakes you make. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes it can be just a little bit discouraging. When you live in the light, you see the mistakes that you make. And in the previous verse that we read, there's three things that, that John says are indicative of a true hand. First, you have fellowship with God. That, that's what it said in, in, in the other verse. Uh, so this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God. Okay. If you're a true hand, you have fellowship with God. What does that mean? That means that you've got to ride with him, okay? Fellowship, you know, and I, and I, I kind of even hate using that word because it sounds real churchy. Oh, fellowship, you know? And, and it, it means something special, okay? It's just been overused where it's lost. It's mean, it means hanging out with other people, man. You know, me, me and Mitch got to fellowship the other day. We went out and checked a set of cows, we rode together. We worked together. We were working towards the same purpose, and it didn't have anything to do with us. But we got to fellowship like that. And that's what God wants with us. Man, you can't ride with, you're not riding with God if you ain't close enough that you can hear him, see him, and learn from him. That's what fellowship is. It doesn't matter if we're talking about fellowship with somebody else or fellowship with God. You've got to be close enough that you can hear him, see him, and learn from him. And that's what John says is a true hand. We are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. If you're living in sin, man, <laughs> you can claim to be a cowboy, but you don't know where you're going. You're blindfolded, man. You're riding in the dead of the night without a clue what's going on. But if you're a true hand, you will have fellowship with God. But not just with God, it says right here. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. We have fellowship with each other. We get to encourage each other. We get to help each other. Get to lift each other up. You know, there's a famous Bible verse. It's actually two different verses in Galatians that a lot of people put together. And it says that we should share each other's burdens, but carry your own load. Okay. And, and that's kind of hard to understand. I think for some people, I know it was for me, but you're probably smarter than I am. But uh, I had to put it in a language that I could understand. And basically what that means is, you know, you can be there to ride with somebody, but you've got to ride your own Bronx. Okay, you, you, you got to ride your own Bronx. Now, there can be a cowboy there to haze for you or maybe even snub for you, but nobody can ride your own Bronx. You got to ride your own Bronx, but they can be there. That's what fellowship is, is being there. 
to encourage each other, to help each other, to lift each other up, to share each other's burdens, not carry their load. And a lot of people get upset. But I ain't here to carry your load. You got to live your own life. Your relationship with God is your responsibility because when you stand up in front of the Almighty, you ain't going to be able to say, well, Kevin didn't tell me that. Uh Uh-uh. Ain't going to happen. You got to carry your own load. You're going to have to ride your own Bronx. A true hand sees his mistakes. He lives in the light. Man, they can see when they sing. Man, when you, when you start dragging calves, man, when you throw that loop, most of the time you know whether it's going to be a catch or a miss. And if it's one leg, you, you don't jerk it up above the hawk and, and wheel around and take it to the fire at Mach 12. You don't do it. You start seeing these things and you start learning from it. When you catch yourself talking bad about other people, you know that, that Christian... Well, I don't mean to be ugly, but now you got an ugly, butt. you've got an ugly, butt. I'm just telling you, so do I, I'm working on it though. I want a pretty, butt. not really, you know, I'm joking. You can't laugh. This isn't a funeral. And then the last part. Okay. So th- this verse right here has told us that we live in the light. We see our mistakes. Okay, we have fellowship with God, right? We ride and ride beside him. We riding with each other, helping each other, teaching each other, learning from each other. And finally, let's read that verse again, seven. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You, you know that I don't make it a habit of really just looking at one word and and diving into tenses and stuff like that. I want you to listen to that again. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Think about that. Does it say cleansed us from all sin? What is cleansed? That's past tense, right? Does it say, and the blood of Jesus has cleansed us from our past sins? Or does, does it say, uh, it, it doesn't say that the blood, that the blood of Jesus, his son, will cleanse us from all sin, something in the future. No, it's present tense. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. God knows you're going to slip up, man. You're going to catch one hind foot. Okay? You're never going to be free from sin in this life, okay? That's not a license to sin. It means that we've been freed from it. But it says that the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. We see our mistakes and we learn from them. Actively, right now, without ceasing. That's the difference. That's the difference in a, in a, in a gunsel Christian and a true hand riding for Christ. Because we see our mistakes. We have fellowship with God. We have fellowship with each other. We are being cleansed as we speak. Present tense cleanses us from all sin. And then in verse 8. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. A pretty rank talk right there if you think about it. 
If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. That's a gunsel. If you think you don't make mistakes and don't need guidance from God and possibly others, you're a gunsel. Don't be a gunsel. Don't be a gunsel. Man, I, I, I have learned... I have learned from new Christians. I have learned from old hands. I have learned stuff from, from guys just getting started cowboying, and I've learned from some guys that's been doing it for 40, 50, 60 years. You can learn something all the time. You are not perfect. A fool dismisses anything. Because he doesn't think he can learn from it. But the wise man can find something to learn from any situation at any time. When me and Mitch got done the other day, uh, when we were leaving, he asked me. He said, anything spiritual come to you while we was out there? And we had a 30, another 30-minute conversation about that. I learned some stuff from him. And I hope he learned some stuff from me. Uh, that, that's, why we like, that's why we like doing these things. We go out, man, we're doing it for God's glory. We're doing it to, to help our neighbors because that's what God commanded us to do is be neighbors. Verse 9, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. You know, I don't remember who said this, but I, I posted it on social media the other day. You can go back and look. But I love this. It says, God is better at saving than we are at sinning. That's pretty good, isn't it? God is better at saving than we are at sinning. Remember, Jesus said, the healthy don't need a doctor, the sick do. For I have come not to call the righteous, but those who know they are sinners. We see our mistakes. What's the difference in a gunsel and a, and a true hand? They both make the same mistakes. One knows the amount of mistakes they make. The other don't think they ever make any. In verse 10, if we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. Man, that's tough stuff right there. If we claim that we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. See, you're not, a, you're not a gunsel Christian if you continue to, and I'm not saying actively uh, on purpose continue to sin, but we're all, we're all going to slip a leg every now and then, Okay. But the difference is, do you see the mistakes you're making and do you actively work to fix it? Since you started following God, does it seem like you sin more? It may seem like that, but you don't. You just notice it more. The mistakes you make are, are obvious to you. When I first started dragging calves, I'd go in there and, and at, at my first branding, I drug one. One to the fire. I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Had no idea. Now, when I go to a branding, 
I can usually tell when the loop leaves my hand, whether it's going to be a catch or not. And then I can say, okay, this is what I did. I dropped my shoulder or I, you know, I didn't swing fast enough or, you know, it's a lot easier to rope it when that leg is back than forward or, you know, all of these things. I realize my mistakes. And now whenever I get caught up in something and I start getting a little haywire and start throwing a temper tantrum like I did last week, I beat, well, I don't beat myself up, but I'm like, dang it, I did it again. I ain't going to do that no more. I see my sin. That's what makes me a true hand. And I ain't doing it to call attention to me. I do it, I, I try to be a true hand so I can glorify God. I want you to do the same. You don't sin more, you're just more aware of your mistakes. And once you're aware of those sins, you can give them to God. That's what, that's what he says, confess. Confess your sins and start fixing them. That's repentance. That's repentance. Repentance is being sorry enough to fix it. Okay? Repentance is being sorry enough to get it fixed. To start working on it actively. Confession and repentance is the difference between a maturing cowboy and gunsels and wannabes. You'll be one of the other. I hope you make the right choice. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Lead us back into the light and show us how to live like you want us to. A true hand is one that has absolutely surrendered to your calling. Yeah, God, we, we see our mistakes and let us confess those and be sorry enough to quit. Standing in the narrow gate, start gathering the lost. Bringing back those that have strayed away, bandaging those that are injured, and strengthening those that are sick. Forget top hands. Help us to be true hands and make us that. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.